0: This is Designing Dreams, hosted by the architecture and design office Vienna Architects. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host Amin Kuni, and this is Designing Dreams, a series of conversations with some of the best creators in Vienna. Two things I'd like to address right off the start. First of all, I wish you all a happy new year 2024. I really hope it started the best possible way for each and every one of you. This year is going to be great, I am so excited about all the new goals I'd like to achieve, people I'll get to meet and uh, design projects I'd love to kick start. I'll be keeping you very close to my journey, this show has been a kind of open book journal I've let you in and I'd love to keep it that way, so stay tuned for more insights and discoveries. Which brings me to the second thing I'd like to talk about. As you probably know, this show started with Francisca, my intern back in September 2023. And the idea was to follow her steps and observe the challenges that she faced for an entire year and report to you weekly with her development, pitfalls and achievements to help you find strength through her experience if you're going through a similar one. It would have been a great story to tell. I'm so convinced about the incredible growth she would have experienced before starting to study architecture. But as you also know, that didn't go as planned. So I've been looking hard for other great stories of young architects and students to discover and tell you about. And I put a lot of time into finding interesting people to share their stories with you. It's been tedious but rewarding. Thank you Moritz, thank you Tanya so far. If you dear listener feel like you have a story you'd like to share or you know a fellow student of architecture and design whose story is fascinating, write me at uh, ak@viennaarchitect.com. Uh, you can reach me through all the socials. Check them out in the show notes. I'd love to hear from you and bring your story to our crowd. This week, our guest is Patrick Zabelitsky. I invite you to step into the world of architecture with us as I introduce you Patrick, a fellow student at uh, UT Vienna. So, I don't really follow a script for these get-to-know-someone type of interview. Patrick's journey just unfolds organically From the initial spark of architectural passion, to the complexities of studying the topic, we will explore the balance between specialization and broad perspectives, the value of cultural influences and of course the evolving landscape of the education in general. Uh, You'll get to explore the challenges and joys of being a student and future architect in in real life. Join us for this authentic conversation. Being a student is by far the most nourishing period of my life and uh, sharing my memories with Patrick's current experience uh, has been a a big joy. Thank you for taking me on that ride. Uh, This was a very good conversation. And if you would like to know more, go to the show notes. And of course, check out viennaarchitect.com podcast to find some more useful links and downloads related to the episode. This is a double episode, and the conversation gets smoother with time, like everything in life. So the juicy parts might be awaiting you next week. All right, this is Designing Dreams with Patrick Zabelitsky. I must say... He has the potential to become the co-host of the show. I'm not set yet. You tell me if you enjoyed our talk and if you'd like to hear more from him. Here we go. All right, welcome back. This is Designing Dreams. My name is Amin. And with me today is Patrick Zablitski. Patrick Zablitski. You're our guest this week and I'm very pleased to talk to you. You're the roommate of Moritz that I spoke to a couple weeks ago and your big dream is to become the greatest architect of all time, am I right? <laughs> of course, of course, that's, that's a pretty good goal, isn't it? <laughs> we'll have a great talk today, we get to know you better and I'm very eager to talk to you about some deep questions and look out in the future. I'm excited. All right, Patrick, can you please tell us about yourself, your background, where you come from, what's the origin of your name, and how you ended up in Vienna studying architecture?
1: Mm. So my name is Patrick Zabelicki. I'm originally from Poland, but that's not actually the origin of my name because there was family stuff along the way. But I'm originally from Poland. But I moved here with my mom at the age of three and a half, four years. And ever since then, I lived in Vorarlberg, the same place as Moritz. There we met in school, and I know him since then, like, since eight years, I think. You you went to school together? Yeah, we went to school together. Funny enough, we hadn't been doing much in the school time together, or maybe just as a group, but never had like this connection we have now. We actually met in the university. The first year I lived alone, and after that we moved together here in this apartment we are sitting right now.
0: So you basically never talked really about architecture in school, the two of you? Like you didn't know you would end up both in Vienna studying at the same university? Yes,
1: yes. For me it was like in the first school, I it was mentioned the first time to me that architecture might be a thing because I was not bad at drawing and I was good at maths and it was like the the first thought my, my mom had and the school teachers had yeah maybe you go to into architecture or, or into the next school which focuses on Hochbau yeah on building and I thought to myself, yeah, maybe that's a thing. And at this time, I watched a series, which was called How I Met Your Mother. And I, I fell in love with the thought of becoming an architect. But yeah, that thought leached out a bit. And yeah, I fell in love with science and biology, chemistry, physics. And I didn't really know what I really wanted to do. So I just decided to go into the next school, into a class which focuses on science. And there is where I met Moritz. Yeah, we went to school together, never talked about architecture. Someday we finished school. He went his way. He started studying physics. I actually had to redo the last class because my job wasn't as good or I, I failed at this class. And yeah. After that... R-
0: written or spoken German?
1: Written. Written. Yeah. I couldn't sort my thoughts in text form, and that was my biggest problem. But I learned it the hard
0: way, I'd say. But it worked out in the end. So. Writing, putting your thoughts out on, yeah. on a piece of paper, in sentences, it's a great skill to hone. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. And.
1: The funny thing is, I never thought that I wrote bad texts. I always thought, man, they are so good. Why, <laughs> why, the, why the hell am I failing this? <laughs> but then as I studied what makes a good text and how to order your thoughts and arguments the right way, the more I realized how bad I was <laughs> in the first <laughs>
0: place. Yeah, yeah. Once yeah. W- my French teacher told me in the last year before finishing school something stuck with me she said i mean y- your writing is very bad mm. i was like why <laughs> I was like, yeah, you write just the way you talk i was like but i thought that's good <laughs> no writing is writing yes like, but what do you mean writing when i read i actually speak it out it's, yeah. Uh, and it's funny that today we're recording a podcast because I think I never managed to learn writing properly. I tried so many times, yeah. so many different exercises, and always thought that I was failing. Maybe because I remember that sentence mm. of her. But today I feel more confident writing the way I talk. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm okay with being a bad writer. Ah, I think
1: you you. You're much better now because I, pr- I, I hope so. Yeah, after, <laughs> after. Oh, for, for sure, yeah. because I had I had your preparation for this podcast, and that's just a way of uh, sorting your thoughts out. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and
0: and that's something that I learned. I tried like for a month putting my thoughts every day, mm-hmm. like a journal, and I I would read it just after finishing. I would, <laughs> I would cringe my. <laughs> <laughs> But what I learned is that that's another skill than structuring one's thoughts and putting them so that another person at least could understand the path that your, your brain is taking you. Mm-hmm. And that's actually a point which
1: helps in the profession of architecture, isn't it? If you can't sell a project the right way so that clients could understand it right away,
0: so then, then you're maybe not gonna sell it Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Like it helps me also doing this podcast, of course, prepare parts that I want to have scripted, mm-hmm. like an intro or because I want it to be consistent throughout the episodes, but also like having a loose structuring of ideas for the this conversation now. Because mm-hmm. I think you can just script everything. Yeah, of course. And accepting that, I think that 10 or 15 years of trying to write has helped me at least to sort my thoughts in my head before I mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. I get them out of my mouth which yeah. is a great improvement rather than stopping sentences in the middle and then mm-hmm. hoping that the other person will finish them in their <laughs> own brains like yeah of course you know, of oh, course I you can't destroy you so so good, <laughs> yeah. So good I think, yeah. like my yeah. wife says that used to say that yeah. we're together since quite some time and in the beginning she was like so, what did you want to finish saying? Like, do I really need to finish that sentence? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yes.
1: <laughs> and Sometimes you're stopping in, in the middle of a sentence to think. And that stresses you out a bit because the other person in front of you thinks that, oh my God, he's taking so long for this oh, yeah, one yeah. sentence. Yeah. And then it takes even longer. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I would love to have an episode with my wife. She will actually
0: stop. Yeah, and talking yeah. all the time. That would be actually
1: interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because Thank she knows you so well yeah. for so long. Yeah.
0: But I also learned to through her um, to to stop um, my thoughts mm-hmm. or my sentences. Mm-hmm. Like I will try to keep as many silences in this part of the <laughs> of the discussion for the listeners to realize how much time <laughs> we both need. <laughs> <laughs> to bring two words together, because yeah. I don't know if we, I can explain it this way, or maybe, maybe you can confirm this. Sometimes w- when I speak, my brain is already studying tangents and yes. other sentences yes. before finishing this one, and I feel like if I finish this one, I cannot take the new sentence that my brain has to, because it loses the connection. So I need to jump now (laughs) on my other thought, on my other sentence. It's so weird how the brain works in that manner. If I wasn't that much into architecture from the beginning, since I'm 10 years old, Mm -hmm. I would have loved to study something like the brain, how thoughts are made and how... Mm. I mean I think it now, but at the at the time I wasn't even bothered my, my inability to mm. <laughs> speak out my thoughts. I thought that's the way yeah, <laughs> it <yeah>. should be.
1: <laughs> Never realized how it how it really should be.
0: Where did you go to high school? Like in Vorarlberg? Yeah, yeah, that was in Vorarlberg. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's Vorarlberg. the whole like from from age what four or five to eighteen? Yes. That was yes. one school. Yes. Yeah. No, oh. no. From so the first school is
1: from six to, or seven to 10, I think. Then the second school is from 10, 11 to 14, 15, where it separates to either you're doing a Lehre. Like a trade? Yes. Right? Like carpentry or yes. mechanics. Mm-hmm. Or you go further to school and study deeper and get the a level, And after the A-levels, you can go to university.
0: Where did you go to school? In Vienna, in in French. It's called Lycée Francais de Vienne, Uh the French school. And it's from kindergarten to what you call matura, it's called in France, baccalauréat. Mm -hmm. And the classes go from level 11 down to 10, nine, it's like a countdown. And then you have a second, troisième, second, première, terminal. Terminal mm-hmm. is the year of the um, finals, the final mm-hmm. year, senior year. But yeah, and so I'm, I'm always confused by the Austrian system when people say <laughs> it's quite the, the other way. Yeah, isn't? it's the other way. And then it's, it stops at some point because yeah. there's like gymnasium. Yeah. In, so gymnasium is like from age, what, 14?
1: Yeah, to, to um, 18. Yeah. Like the school we, we went with Moritz. That was BORG, it is called, Real Gymnasium. So it's a gymnasium.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's, prepara- it's like general knowledge for preparation yes. for studying. Yes, there
1: are like four years in every gymnasium. There's, there's four years and after that you get the A-level. But there are also schools like HAC and HTL they are with a... I think HTL is focused on technical. Yes, like mechanics and so it's on.
0: Hochschule für Technische Lehre. Oh, yes. Is it like that? Yes.
1: yes. yes. And HAK is like for economics. And there you have five years mm-hmm. to finish A-levels. But additionally, you get additional education in the focused area. Mm-hmm. So like in HAK economics. Also you have
0: a one year extra. Yes. So you finish school basically age 19 is correct. Uh, yeah, 18, 19. So, uh-huh, so hack and HTL keeps you one more year, mm-hmm. but then you get out with a special diploma. Yes. Not of just general mm-hmm. education, mm-hmm. but with a focus on yeah. economics and business or in technical mechanics. Or, mechanics yeah. and.
1: Of course, it makes sense if you know that you want to start architecture. Maybe it's the better route to go through a HTL with focus on Hochbau.
0: that's mm-hmm. like building... Construction and building... Yes. And you have... So you learn construction methods and materials. Yes, and you also
1: learn, I think, Archicott for the first yeah. time. In university, you have to make a certain amount of points. And if you have a finished HTL, you get some points off.
0: So you didn't go to a HTL? No, no. Do you regret it or do you think it was the right path? <laughs> That's a good question because I'm actually
1: fine with how it turned out at the end and I'm, I think it was the right choice because I wouldn't have got input from biology, chemistry, physics and so on and never took the step in the other way to to get to know myself and get to know
0: the interests of mine. Would you recommend to to focus on that technical part Mm. or keep a a broad interest? Yeah, if you are
1: really, really interested in building stuff, or if you want to go in an under direction in economics (laughs) or something, maybe that's the right way. But I doubt that every single 15 year old knows what he or she (laughs) wants and Maybe it's a better way if you if you just want to go further into studies, it's probably a good idea to have a broader knowledge of everything so that you even get to know those things you don't like as much better. So you have a bigger desire to learn about those things which interest you in the first place.
0: When would you say is the right time to focus? Mm -hmm. Because in architecture studies it's the same, I mean you just entered a new world a couple years ago now but it's very broad. Yeah. Like you you've, you, felt like you focused on just one field, architecture, but and it's then it so and it's like... Yeah, yeah. Boom.
1: It's like at, at the beginning, which uh, when I started architecture, I heard this quote, an architect is the jack of all trades, but master of none. Now I'm starting to get it, because architecture is really so broad and you can focus on so many things like yeah, how's the social structure in this country you're building in, how's the economic side of things? It's also a big point nowadays. I think always. And always, yeah. It always strives for efficiency and...
0: Buildings from the time after the Second World War are seen as ugly today because they are so much simpler than mm-hmm. buildings that were built before, that yeah. were showing off a lot of nice facades, in Vienna at least. Yeah, And people call buildings of the 60s ugly, but they forget that they were the only option mm-hmm. out there to quickly house so many people. Mm-hmm. So economics, I think, have always been part of the, of the decisions made. Yeah. I read something about those the fasaden, mm-hmm. Because they have this very rigid structure of windows. I read uh, somewhere that they, they, they had catalogs, like even the builders and the architects and the clients had a catalog to choose from. And the reason was to actually make it as efficient as possible. Yeah. Because not everyone could afford it, basically. That was very interesting because when you look at those facades you think like, wow, they could afford you know, yeah, yeah. all the little statues yeah. and so. But actually they didn't have so many choices. Mm. And today we see, we see it as an incredible variety. Mm-hmm. You think like every facade is unique, but it's not. But it's not. Yeah. <laughs> it's just different color. Yeah. When I realized that, I thought like, wow. So it's, it's all about the options available. And the good use by the architect or like the good symbiosis between architect and client to make something that is common look uncommon and yeah. unique and special to its time and place. But let me get back. We're, we got off at some point. Yeah, <laughs> let me get back time. to you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd love to know how you felt the first couple of months when changing from a landscape with Beautiful mountains surrounding you to a big city. Tell mm-hmm. me more about how you felt at that time and how you feel now about it. Mm-hmm. At first. It's a good question. That's a good question.
1: I think. As I decided to study architecture, I first looked at universities at the immediate surrounding of, of Vorberg like Liechtenstein and Tirol, there were options, but then I thought to myself, okay, all my friends went to Vienna and I want to make the experience to go as far away from home and be completely on my own. I just thought that it was a very important experience to make. I didn't know exactly why, but I thought it would be very important. How did you convince your poor mama? My mom? She actually never was against that. She did it like laughingly, yeah, why don't you stay here at home and <laughs> the, don't you like me and my brother and your brother <laughs> but no she she always was fine with that she because she also went from her home in Poland with me as in a young age like twenty three four wow. when, when when we moved here and she was
0: that's your age now, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, my age. I couldn't even imagine doing that stuff she did. And I'm really glad she did because she had me, just me, and then she moved here yeah, with another man she uh, fell in love with, and that was the father of my brother. The place she grew up in is, was a really rural place in way Eastern Poland, a completely different world. It's really in the midst of a forest, nothing really there, and she just moved into a big city for her, so that was even a bigger change than mine, because she always thought, okay, if I'm going to raise my kids here, they're not going to have as much possibilities as in Austria. And yeah, now I take the step, the biggest step to move completely somewhere else. And she was, so, she saw, maybe she saw herself in
0: this and so yeah, she's she, very supportive. Yeah, she was excited about that. That's that's nice. Yeah. So you, you get that pioneer gene yeah. from her. Yeah,
1: yeah. I'm always, always excited about those things. And now I'm even thinking about maybe doing the master somewhere else. Yeah, we can see how it's going to turn out.
0: That's something interesting that I, I don't have in common either with Moritz or with you. Mm. When I studied, there, it was exactly the time where they switched from, uh, um. it was called Diplomstudium, yeah. which basically was the first part and the second part. Yeah. And you, you didn't even think about only doing mm. one part because it wasn't worth anything.
1: So it was bachelor's and master's in one.
0: Yeah, yeah. 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 And I remember that we all had to switch at some point so there was this whole stress of <laughs> you had to do the switch or you lost some of the, those credits and you had to move into the new system. And by then, we I don't know anybody who stopped because, oh, now that I switched, I have all the credits for the bachelor, so I will stop. Everyone just continued, of course, to get their master's. It's funny that today, when I speak to students, they they have this it's a new like it's a new way of thinking about your architecture studies you do your bachelor mm-hmm. and then you think about a master's yeah. somewhere else very often it's somewhere else
1: yeah, yeah okay yeah
0: yeah sense. because when you get the option of yeah. switching with your pioneer genes <laughs> or with the discovering mindset of of moritz and with an even younger person like Francisca, she was like, you know, I'm going to go <laughs> study in the metaverse, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's interesting. That it, it, and, I, and I really, like at the time when I was a student representative and we were talking about these topics, the value of master, bachelor, is it a good switch or not? What's pro, what's against that? We were thinking about what it changes, not only in your attitude as a student, but in your brain as an architecture student, Mm -hmm. which we were thinking that to be good at architecture, you need to stick to your studies, not switch to, I don't know, interior design or graphic design because you get a lot of distraction while you study architecture. You see so many beautiful things that happen way quicker than architecture, like product design. Mm -hmm. And you think, let's do something easier, instead of sticking to architecture, which is like the hardcore version of all the design studies. Everyone spins off in some other artistic form and maybe gets lost, never comes back to architecture. But to study architecture, you need to stay focused again on that one topic and stay in the same place for as long as possible. Uh, And that was our main argument against the positive change that uh, bachelor and master studies would actually bring. Regardless of the international recognition of the two titles and the possibility to switch between different studies and give Students, that were not settled on architecture, the opportunity to switch after a bachelor or go work earlier and learn on the job. We were kind of old school, I guess, blocking the change because we like the hardcore version of studying for five years that turned out to be 10 years and then you're just in that (laughs) endless flow of knowledge, 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 and a little bit of consistency to become like the architects that we all had as a reference, from Johnson to Mies van der Rohe. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We wrongly believe that they did that this this way. that They started architecture and stayed on that train for the rest of their lives. But I think it's wrong. Yeah, because
1: yeah, you see like furniture and and stuff from exactly Frank Lloyd Wright, yeah, Spendorf.
0: they got distracted too, and yeah, they did it. They they love to do it. They and maybe that's a good thing
1: to learn from. Different, from different aspects of architecture, like design and what makes the design good, or construction forms. What is the most efficient? What maximizes the
0: space the most, and, and so on. Yeah. When I ask you when is it time to focus, I think. The answer that I was looking for, for, for myself at least, is you, you basically never know or you just feel it, you sense it that kind of know enough in this area and you need to broaden your knowledge with that distraction that was, you know, lurking mm-hmm. all the time. And, and then you you jump into the the small pool of interior design or product design. I mean that's exactly what i'm doing like i'm i'm guilty of that i've been distracted throughout my whole student career right? and i've i've been doing other things all the time i think that it has helped me more than it has slowed me down even though that's not even a bad thing mm-hmm. i mentioned it with morris i've been studying for over a decade and it's been the best time of my life, because it was so much knowledge all the time mm-hmm. and about the most beautiful things that I loved. So I, I, I won't complain about that.
1: And was it that the more input you got and the more you learned about stuff, did the desire to learn even more become bigger?
0: Yeah. yeah. Every door that I opened, I was in a room with at least five new doors and I thought oh my god it's never ending (laughs) I thought it was like one step at a time but no it's 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 a maze Mm -hmm. but But
1: the the desire never fell off no to go even deeper and to
0: yeah no I think I think what what I learned is to stop take a breath Mm -hmm. and maybe yeah like take a breath in that one room with ten new doors and sometimes (laughs) you open a door and you have like a, hun- a, a thousand doors. Mm. It's like, what did I just open? <laughs> Why? Wait, when am I ever going to go back to that room before yeah. and open the other doors? Yeah. And and then I realized, you know what? It's not about opening all the doors. Mm. It's actually about finding joy or, or peace being in that room that gives you so many options. And I don't know, you... <sighs> so hard to describe like this journey and it's so hard to describe because it it never ended like i'm still there mm-hmm. i'm still i'm still knocking on doors and but i learned to focus enjoying every space i enter taking everything in, from that space and then moving on Cho- making choices is very important i found out like and sometimes not overthinking which door to open
1: yeah
0: because you know you never know. comparing the colors of the doors or the different handles, trying to interpret things like this could lead me here and this could lead me there. Like, sometimes it's better to just close your eyes and knock yeah. off one door and just enter. Yeah, exactly. And if you're lucky, there's nothing there and you go back and you get to choose another door to open. Yeah. That, that felt almost like... That. <laughs> <laughs> you start hoping for... You start hoping for disappointment. You know, yeah. it's like, oh, it was nothing. It's like, oh, yeah, for God's sake, <laughs> it was nothing. <laughs> this this path didn't lead me nowhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I go back to the place I know, <laughs> yeah. not the room I went. I was there before, and then I'll take another one. And then I realize, oh, now I am again at, at this uh, crossroad, and I have to choose again. Mm-hmm. So I think choosing the the path is very exciting. If you have like a discoverer mind, mm-hmm. a pioneer mind, learning to enjoy the act of opening the door and also entering that new space. You know that feeling like when you go to a museum with new paintings or, I don't know, mm-hmm. some art or, some, or architecture in general, like a newly finished building. I felt like that the last time when I went to the, the BMW world mm-hmm. in Munich. Mm-hmm. It's a project I, I worked on when I was a student. Okay. At, a, at an office that was like doing project steering, like almost abstract. It was very far away from the building itself. I it was mm-hmm. checking bills, I think, or something like that mm. from the trades. And then years later, I actually visited the building and I was wow. I felt like a child again. Yeah. yeah. Did you have that feeling lately? Yeah, it, it,
1: I recently got went to Barcelona. Oh. and that was actually my first family trip as like me, my mom and my brother and that that was quite a feeling. Well, to see the La Familia Sagrada yeah. the first time like, wow, this really is actually an important thing to, to, experience. To, to experience. yeah, Because, okay, on paper, on pictures, La Familia Sagrada is like, oh, this church in the style of Gaudi and yeah, okay. Every building from Gaudi is in that certain style. And it looks quite the same. But when you enter this church, it really has an atmosphere, so special atmosphere that it, 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 I couldn't even explain it. It moves you on an emotional level. It, was it almost incredible. makes you
0: spiritual. Yeah, <laughs> almost.
1: <laughs> and then you see all the details, how, how detailed this church was planned, and there went so much thought into it. And that inspired me once again to study even more about architecture. And that, that's really nice to even, even if you learn about projects or buildings, to go and see it yourself is another level. I also went to the Barcelona Pavilion
0: from Nies van der Rohe. Oh that's I a beautiful experience too. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I never went to Sagrada Familia but the pavilion I, I I love that so much. Mm. Yeah. It's so peaceful. Yeah. Even though it was crowded with people. Yeah. But the space and mm-hmm. the proportions, the materials. Yeah. No. I sat there as if it was my home. <laughs> I
1: never expected the surrounding of the building because you go through, I don't, I think it's a parking
0: lot. Yeah, 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 It's go weird, the, yeah. It's
1: very weird because yeah. on pictures you imagine like a big park which, which it sits in and yeah. then, and it is a peaceful surrounding. Yeah. And then you are standing in a in, in parking lot and you see this building and yeah, where the hell am I? Is this even the Barcelona? Yeah, I, I thought so too.
0: It's like this. This is the real one, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and there's the biggest palace of Barcelona yeah. right beside that. And hold yeah. on, I yeah, don't the right At
0: place. A, for all the listeners that still have to go there to experience it, it's an icon. Yeah. Of architecture, yeah. of modern architecture, mm. very minimalistic and simple, and almost like pure architecture where you have a beautiful pillar holding the, the yeah. roof and a beautiful marble slab that is a, a wall or a separation of spaces. I mean, it's not a, it's not a home, it's a, it's a pavilion. Yeah. It's just something that...
1: It's like a small piece of poetry in a very good book, yeah. which is the story of Mies van der Roche and that this Nicely small put.
0: Little, yeah. little poetry is. I I remember that I saw it in a, like, I don't know what, what was it. I guess the Expo landscape, which was way wider and open, mm. and you see that pavilion standing alone. With oh, it. Yeah. it was very airy, and it's supposed to let the air flow and so on. And then, and then we arrived there. And I put it on Google Maps. Like, guys, are you sure this is a, <laughs> It's a huge, like I don't know. It's more probably the the biggest roundabout. Yeah right? A with, with lot of cars yeah, and yeah. buses parking there, yeah. a million people buzzing around. And then you have those sh- huge stairs, I believe, that lead to that palace. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, And it's a huge. Like it yeah. looks like a mountain. Very gigantic.
1: And then you have mountain.
0: this little pavilion on that parking <laughs> lot, as you said. And you think, like, really?
1: Yeah.
0: First I was like, it's, because it's so, it, it diminishes the size of it so much. Mm. That you're not sure if it's the right one. Yeah, it's true. I but I then do. you're inside and then you find some peace. Mm, it's very balanced. I, yeah, yeah. You you. And you walk, walk around. Process. You see that water basin and the statue in the backyard. Yeah, yeah. Very picturesque. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mm. I I enjoyed it very much. This is a uh, definitely a recommendation. So what's what's your favorite favorite architect? At the beginning of my studies, I
1: fell in love with the works of Kengo Kuma.
0: Oh. Alright, this was part one with uh, Patrick Sabletsky. I hope you enjoyed getting to know Patrick with me. Stick around for part two, where the conversation gets deeper and personal. Uh, we talk about some common goals and passions and where Patrick sees himself in a couple of years. Sneak peek, it's on the other side of the planet where the sun rises, but not saying more for now. I really hope you learned a thing or two about us. Let me know, I'm curious. You can reach me via email, text, on X, on LinkedIn, on all platforms. Check out the show notes. It's been such a busy month with Christmas holidays and birthdays and I mean it's beautiful time but I'm glad things are moving forward with this podcast if you want to make sure that you're always staying in the loop with the latest news related to uh, AI design and Vienna Architect in general check out ViennaArchitect.com it's the best place where I keep the news updated on a weekly basis I also curate all the coolest AI design news that I come across so you might find that very helpful if you're into that. I also have a weekly newsletter where I share all the AI tools and AI news directly to your inbox. You can find everything at ViennaArchitect.com. So thank you once again for tuning in into this episode. I had such a nice time down memory lane with our guest Patrick. Hopefully you learned something new. If you did, give this show five stars on Apple Podcasts. And uh, if you haven't already, consider subscribing to this channel. That will make sure you get a notification for each episode that comes out and more students and young architects get to discover the show. Thank you everybody who's done that so far. Uh, The other thing is sharing with friends or people you know uh, will be interested. And of course, you can always join our WhatsApp group if you'd like to get some insight and news. Uh, I share almost on a daily basis with a small group of uh, listeners and friends. Uh, we keep it small, but uh, we have a spot vacant. So you're welcome to join. Okay, that's it for now from me. Talk to you soon. here next week. Take care. Bye-bye.